All right, y'all. Welcome freaking back. It is a, another episode of Money Monday, and today's Money Monday, we are going to be covering marriage and money. So, this kind of ended up on my heart after uh, you've probably seen it. It's been on the top 10 Netflix shows recently, and that is Marriage or Mortgage. And after watching a couple episodes of this show and screaming, screaming, um, kind of at the TV, I, I did some Googling, I did some searching just to get a little bit of background on the show, and yes, all of these people do have the money to spend. So the premise of the show is these people have X amount of dollars, usually tens of thousands of dollars. Um, I think like the cheapest, if we can call it that, um, had like $30,000 to spend towards either a down payment on a house or a wedding. And this was a really, really, really hard thing for me to watch with how practical I am, especially seeing that there are some of these couples who did still have some debts. So that was a big um, no-no experience in my head. But Weddings are very, 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 very important to people. Getting married is a very, very big deal to a lot of people. And money in your marriage can change a lot of things. It can either make you have a super, super, super strong marriage or it can create a lot of division, struggle, problems. So I'm just going to go over like a couple really, really quick things when it comes to money and marriage and some of the tips that I have from being married and having really had to get a real grip on our finances at a very, very early point in our relationship. So uh, our wedding story is essentially we got engaged and then we got married a month later uh, so that we could be married by the end of the year for the taxes. We wanted to be able to file our taxes jointly. We got married, courthouse wedding. It was no money. Our whole focus after we got engaged was on getting debt free. So we set the standard for our marriage was we were going to get married and we were going to get debt free and that was our goal. So we basically scrapped every wedding idea that I had had up to that point. Uh, we knew kind of what it was going to cost. We had started savings and we decided that we were going to do none of those things. We were going to get married at the courthouse, which is a couple of my husband's family members, and we were just going to do it and all the other money was going to go towards our debt. That is what we did. Um, and that really set a really intentional foundation in our marriage for how we were going to handle our money, um, which I think is so, so important. If you are, if you've been in a long-term relationship with somebody right now, or you are engaged and you are looking into planning your wedding and you guys have not sat down and had a really in-depth financial talk, this is your sign to do that. What you should know um, that we didn't necessarily know while we were dating. We found out after we got engaged, like in that month, we figured out what our finances were going to be. Um, we found out how much debt the other one had. We really readdressed what our savings and spending habits were. My husband was a spender. I was a saver. I was a budgety one. I was the one who hated, 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 hated to buy things. And I still don't really enjoy buying things. Uh, now, but back then it was really, really bad. He was buying things all the time, just 
like money coming in, money going out. There wasn't a lot of long range at that point. So having those conversations, finding out that he was a spender, that I was a saver, and that it was going to be very, very, um, that we were in a clash about money, him wanting to spend money, him wanting to go out, him wanting to do things, and me being like, I don't want to do that. I just want to pay bills and take care of all this other stuff, and I don't want this to be a problem for us. So you got to really figure out who is coming from what place financially and why. Get that backstory. Understand. Because if you uh, just start, if you just get married and then you guys haven't lived together and all of a sudden you are living together and now you have to pay bills together, if one of you makes more than the other, one of you could potentially be paying more money for things than the other. How is that going to go? Is that a conversation that you have had? Have you thought about who might be paying more? Who is making more? How is your money going to be divided? Are you going to keep separate bank accounts? Are you going to get a joint bank account? How are you going to engage in each other's finances? Because when you are married, in the eyes of the law, Everything is now yours as well. So you are marrying someone with debt. You are getting that debt. If someone marries you and you have debt, they get that debt. That is just literally how it goes. Um, or that is how I feel like it should go. Yes, if you decide and you have agreed as a couple that one of you is going to be paying more on something that is theirs, uh, that's fine. But this is to get you to have those conversations in the first place. My husband, he came with much, much more debt than I did. Uh, He had a car and he had a ton of different student loans and I did not have those things because girl can't drive. But I did not have those things and I knew that. I knew that a lot of the debts would be his and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So as much of my money that could go to that as could, I did. So we knew as a team that we were going to be paying off those things together. It did not matter where the money was coming from. Sometimes he was making more money. Sometimes I was making more money. Did not matter where the money was coming from. We were putting that money towards a goal. We were doing this together. So I really encourage you if you are in that engaged phase and you guys have not had a real money talk, just to sit down and be like, hey, how much debt do you have? Hey, How do you like to divide up bills? Do you want to pay this bill? Do you want to pay that bill? Do you want to split everything? However you want to do it, figure out what's going to work for you guys. And that is really going to look any way possible. My husband and I, we have a joint bank account. We pay everything from that. All the money goes in. We pay all the money out of it. It does not necessarily matter. We don't have a whole lot of conversations of your money, my money, um, in terms of anything other than we have like separate little, like we have Venmo and PayPal accounts where we like scurry away little bits of money so that we can surprise each other for things. Like we have things like that so that, you know, when you have joint bank accounts, it's really hard to do surprises. I hate surprises, so it's really hard. He loves surprises, so it's a lot easier on me um, to be able to like squirrel money away and then buy him something like that. Um, But we know how much money that we're taking out for things like that. We know. We have discussed that. We are very, very, very open about money coming in, money going out, whenever one of us makes a purchase, anything like that, which we had to do when we got engaged, we were already living together at that point. So we had already been kind of splitting up money. But like, when it came time to tie the knot, we had to make a lot of really big 
decisions on where we were going to go financially. So I encourage you to have those conversations. Um, And if you are nervous to have those conversations with the person that you are going to be marrying and spending the rest of your life with, you need to get past that right now. Uh, And if you guys want to keep your finances separate and keep them private, perfect. Just know, like just have that conversation, be informed about where the other person is coming from, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and how you guys can best tackle whatever it is that you have in store for your future together. Uh, So there's that. And then because of this freaking marriage or mortgage show, um, I really kind of wanted to dig into spending on a wedding, depending on where you are in your financial journey. If you have a bunch of debt, please do not take out more debt to have your wedding. Please do not take out more debt to have your wedding. I know so many people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, nope, don't care. We're going to do it. Getting married is a very, 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 very big deal to a lot of people, as it should be. You are embarking on a new life journey with someone. It should be a very important day. It should be a very special day. It should be the day that you want it to be. However, if the day that you want to be then proceeds to shackle you with an additional twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars in debt for the rest of your marriage, like if that is the beginning of your marriage, if you have just taken on in addition to all of the money that you guys already might have in debt, if you have taken on an additional twenty, thirty thousand dollars, I'm gonna just tell you it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. Money is one of the biggest things that people fight about in relationships. Money is one of the number one make or break moments in a marriage. And if you do not have to start out your marriage taking out more debt, I encourage you to not do it, to pay in cash for all of it or as very, very much as you can or to really know what is going to matter to you the most about your wedding. And I mean, like, know exactly what you is the most important thing for you and know a set amount of money that you are going to be able to spend on that. So if you have $10,000 that you have saved up, you are going to get assistance paying, like bride's family, groom's family, friends, like if there are other people that are paying for things, awesome. That's amazing. But if you are trying to pay all of this yourself, then I encourage you to know what is the, the most important thing for you. So if you have come up with what you want your budget for the wedding to be, like that is your like stretch budget, your realistic budget, once you know that, pick out the thing that is the most important. So if you care more about getting everything photographed and videographed, hire the best videographer and photographer and then work backwards from there. So you spend the most amount of money on the thing that matters the most. If you want that dream princess dress and for everyone's outfits to be a certain way, start with the dresses, work back. If the food and having enough food and a selection and a gorgeous cake is the most important thing for you, start with your caterers, work back to everything else. If having the perfect venue is what matters more, book the venue and then work backwards. Because if that is what you care about, put the money to that and cut costs for the rest of it. And I don't mean do it all cheaply, but really focus on like, what is the most important thing about your wedding? Like, do you care more about where it is than what kind of food you serve or how many people are there or how many pictures you get taken? 
think about what is really going to matter the most about your wedding and then work backwards. I get dragged on the reg in different engagement and wedding groups um, for encouraging couples not to break the bank on their big day, to not spend tons and tons of money for other people's benefit, for other people's experiences, for other people. Your wedding is about you. You. The bride, the groom, your wedding is about you. So if you do not want to cater to dozens and dozens of people, you you care more about having like an intimate ceremony and gorgeous photos at the venue of your choice, do that. You are under no obligation. I know, I know there's a lot of pressure that comes with weddings. There was a lot of pressure with our lack thereof wedding versus actually having it. Um, but we already knew what we were going to do. We already knew that we were going to do a tiny, tiny thing and that we were focused on something else. Will we do something bigger later? Maybe. Who freaking knows? With COVID these days, who knows when we'll be able to gather all together. And I would not want to do it if everyone was not able to do it safely without any risk to their health. So really, so it might happen, but we're going to pay cash for it when we do. Like it's going to be a thing that is still for us. It is for the couple. Your wedding day is yours. So do not feel pressured to have things that you don't want to do. If someone is like, you need to have like a huge reception and all this stuff. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. Focus on what you do want. So know exactly what you want for your wedding. And that's honestly going to help manage the budget even more effectively because you're only going to pay for stuff that matters to you. And that's really how it should be. Um, and I do encourage you to think about including your honeymoon in this total budgeting experience. If you care more about tying the knot and then getting on a plane or on a wherever it is you're going to do and go on an amazing honeymoon, do that. Do that. Are we, are we seeing a trend here? If it is something that you want, focus on that and then work backwards. Do it as effectively as you possibly can financially. Don't take out a ton more debt in order just to get married, just so that you guys can be paying it off until year one, two, three. Do not celebrate your five-year anniversary by finally paying off your wedding. Pay for your wedding in as much cash as you possibly can. Do it as cheaply as you possibly can, depending on where you're at in your financial journey. Know exactly what you want. Have open and open and I don't even know words right now. Have open communication with your spouse, your future spouse, your future partner about where you are at financially, where they are at financially, and get on the same page. Because if you start a marriage on the same page financially, where you're not going to find somebody's like 10-year-old gambling debts, find out that they have been living off credit cards, find out that they're late paying a bunch of things. Once you have all of the information, you guys are able to come together as a pair, as a unit, and really have the best forward future that you possibly can together. And that's kind of what it's all about. So when you start your marriage with a firm foundation in your financial existence together, it's honestly going to take a lot of weight off things because you're not going to have to worry about fighting about who's going to pay this or pay that or, oh my God, you bought that and why did you do that later on? 
And the less you can fight in a marriage, the better it's going to be. Fights are going to happen. Money's going to be sometimes a sore subject. We are a year into a global pandemic where people have been at home, people have been laid off. And that has been really, really, really hard on people financially who did not have those open lines of communication, who maybe didn't talk about what their debts were beforehand, what their debts are currently, and how they even manage money. So if you are in a long-term relationship, if you are engaged, if you are newly married, looking to tie the knot, just make sure that you guys are on the same page and you're just gonna have a great freaking time. And that is gonna be all for this Marriage Money Monday. It is still March right now, so you do still have the opportunity to hop on the April No Spend Challenge. That is going to be hosted for free in my Facebook group. You'll be able to find the link for that in my bio here. It's going to be 30 days, no spend challenge, other than your bills, and a couple predetermined spending dates. At the end of it, whoever fills out their calendar, has completed the whole thing, and has come within their spending date range is going to win a $50 cash prize. And by cash prize, I mean Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Apple Pay, Facebook, Snap Cash, or if you really want me to mail you $50 in cash, in cash, um, I can do that too, but it probably won't happen. Uh, but that is still able to get into that. You will be able to get into that challenge until uh, the beginning of April, and then I'm going to close it. That way we can just keep track of who is going to be in it. Uh, all of the details for that are inside the Facebook group. If you are not in it yet and you want to be added, go to the link in my bio or drop me a comment here and I will get with you. And I'm just so freaking excited uh, for yeah, all the things to come. And I hope that you have a fabulous freaking wedding and it doesn't break the bank. And I'll see y'all on the next one. <laughs>